Hey guys, it's Jen with Allen Safety, and I just wanted to make a big announcement. AllenSafetyCoaching.com is officially live. It's the first ever industry-specific customized safety training site that's going to have relevant content that you can apply the next few minutes in the field at your facility and get some tangible results. We're so excited about it. So many different courses for safety. We've got PSM courses on there, so many different lessons. And we're also offering CEUs. So you can now get CEUs from the comfort of your home without having to travel. I know this is a huge one for my folks that are already having to travel a lot. Sometimes it's hard to get those courses in that are offered at different locations. So this is something you can do while you're on the road or from the comfort of your office or home. We've got content on there for supervisors and safety managers, senior staff. There is literally something on there for everyone. It's for folks who maybe took a 10 hour, but want to brush up on some things, are looking for a new perspective all the way through. They are completely new to our industry. They're not sure how to apply safety in our industry and that application piece is tricky for them. So we've got content on there that just holds their hand through all of that process as well. So truly something for everybody. We also have the free included in the price of membership, Ask a Coach feature, and that is email-based coaching. You can email us anytime, 24-7. It's completely confidential. Tell us what's going on. Tell us your specific circumstances, and one of our coaches will reach back out with some specific tailored advice that you can move forward with and implement at your facility. And we're also offering reduced rates on our live Zoom face-to-face coaching. So hop on over there. Let us know what you think. It's an incredible value. We're so excited to share it with you and we will see you on the inside. Take care, everybody. A listener note. The safety information discussed in this podcast are our views based on our personal firsthand experiences. Each safety situation presents unique risks and the solutions discussed in this podcast should not take the place of thorough risk assessments or evaluations based on your specific circumstances. Thank you. Welcome to Safe, Efficient, Profitable a worker safety podcast where we break down real problems from real situations and discuss realistic solutions. And here is your host, owner of Allen Safety LLC, Jen Allen. going everybody i'm jen with allen safety joe's on the road this week so you've got me i know you're super excited and i'm sure you're sitting here wondering what a weird title stop fixing the broken electrical cord what does that mean and and i'll give you a little bit of background so anytime joe and i are doing training on the floors because if you know anything about us you know that we don't do classroom all of our stuff is out and about in the areas where employees are working production areas audits are the same way. And anytime we see that, it seems like the most frequent offender that we always see is we see broken conduit, exposed electrical cords. And when we start doing a deep dive, it's like, well, yeah, we fixed that like five times. Seems like it breaks like once a month, something's going on with it. And so that's kind of the, where this came from is stop fixing the broken electrical cord. And what I mean by that is 
when we do root cause analysis from a safety side, we have all these different models and versions that we can do. So we've got, you know, fishbone diagrams, we've got five whys, we've got all these different chart systems and diagram systems that we can use. And I think those are great. I think sometimes we get bogged down and it's easy and quick to be like, well, we trained them. The employee chose to not do it that way. And so that's why this circumstance happened. And what those models allow us to do when we use them and we're trained on them and we, we understand is all they're really trying to do is just kind of open up our minds to consider other possibilities. And so it's just a way to creatively think about all of the circumstances and not only just consider the big picture of what's happening in a given moment, but also really extrapolate some of those nitty gritty details that may not seem very important, but when you add them all together and you piece them together and you put them in a certain, certain sequence, that's where we end up having this very specific circumstance, an injury occurred, equipment damage occurred, a near miss occurred. And so that's all that they're really trying to get us to, to identify. So we're looking at things like the physical environment that the employee is working in. So what does their workstation look like? What is their workstation design? You know, where is their body in relation to the equipment? What is their range of motion? What is happening around them? Do they have other equipment around them, mobile equipment around them, other coworkers? You know, what's happening with that specific employee themselves? Are they sick? Are they tired? You know, like what, what was their priority in that moment? We all have different priorities that kind of shift during the day, right? So it's it's really easy to, well, safety is the most important thing. And yes, it should be. But we all understand that based on certain circumstances, sometimes our priorities can shift. So it's getting ready to be the end of shift. Product piled up and got backed up. And now we have this happening. We have a jam. We have, you know, we're late with a customer getting them a certain product. And so we're, we're doing that. We had a product changeover. And so sometimes our priorities can shift based on what circumstances present themselves. So they kind of try and help us identify what are the priorities in that moment and how, to, how to, what can we do to kind of manage those priorities or engineer out some of the hazards and the risk. We're looking at things like the environment, right? So is it hot? Is it cold? Is it wet? Was the floor slanted? Was it slippery? Is, did something change? Was it PPE issues? Was it something happening where the, the flooring was different or the product was different and came to us differently? It's considering all of the different things. And that can, you know, I, I would say that a huge part of having a successful root cause analysis for whether it be an injury or damaged equipment is interviews. And I think that the way that we approach the interviews can be critically important also. If, if you approach the interviews in a curious way and in a conversational type way of what happened and, and help me understand everything that was happening in that moment. Because what we're really trying to do is get a snapshot or like a short video or a reel of here's what was happening before, during, and after when all these events came together and circumstances came together to create this very specific situation. And we're trying to recreate that moment so we can say, oh, right there, 
right there. Right there is where the risk was or right there is where it turned or went left. And so having those interviews with folks and and being really intentional about what questions we ask and, and phrasing them in a way that isn't accusatory because we want to approach it that the employee wasn't doing it wrong first. I found a lot of times when we walk up, we see something weird or off happening on the floor and we walk up and say, hey, first, you're not in trouble. (laughs) You're not in trouble. Uh, We just want to understand why did you choose to do it that way? Why did you move your body that way? Why did you put your hand there? Why did you reach under that? Why did you step up on that? What what's happening? What created that sequence of events that you were like, that's the way I'm going to do it? Was it that's how you were trained? Was it a circumstance of no one trained you? It was kind of inferred or we missed a step somewhere or maybe we didn't know you did that or you've been with us a long time. We changed products or the product's now different. We didn't capture that in your training. We didn't give you a specific way to do it. And you're like, well, this is just, this is the way that it's easiest. This makes the most sense to me in this moment. So, so why did you make that choice? Because I think you'll find most of the time the employees are not purposely doing steps in, in a sequence of events because they want to damage equipment, they want to be rude, they're trying to be careless, they don't, they're not interested in their own personal safety, they're not interested in the safety of others. I think typically you will find that that is not the case. And so if we approach it from a curious standpoint when we conduct the interviews with the folks around us, I, I have found in, in our experience, we get so much more information and that that multitude of interviews and, and all that information, we can really kind of sift through and find the nitty gritty details and find the real cause. And so I, I would invite you to kind of take that same version or that same model of incident investigation or root cause analysis or near miss investigation, whatever you call it at your facility, I would invite you to consider applying that same curious uh, concept and, and process of thinking around when you start seeing items hit your repair and maintenance work order list frequently and just, and, and really almost doing like a behavior based safety evaluation on that concept. So a lot of times as maintenance folks, we have a pretty good understanding of what all the different jobs do at the facility, especially in our area of expertise, or our department that we work in the most often. One of the things that we may not have because my maintenance teams do spread out quite a bit and work in, in many areas and they're not their day in and day out, just standing in one specific spot, they're traveling all over the facility doing things, is that sometimes we miss the details. And so if you see things hitting that repair and maintenance list on a, a routine basis, two, three, four, 12 times, or you're seeing damage and you're trying to think, well, how on earth did that get there? Or something's dented, something's broken, and it doesn't make sense. I would invite you to maybe do a behavior-based safety evaluation on that specific area. And it's just from a curious standpoint, standing and watching and trying to capture those details that we would try and recreate when we do our 5Y. So it's almost doing it on the preventative side or doing it on you know the, the side before the injury happens. So when I do a behavior-based safety evaluation, I, I go out to the floor 
And I always try and do it from, they're not in trouble first. I always try and approach it from a curiosity standpoint of, let me just see how this employee does their job. Let me look at their work environment. Let me look at their body mechanics. Let me look at their range of motion. What are they doing? So we're looking at how they move in their environment, how they interact with their environment, and then how everyone else is interacting in that same environment around that employee and how that employee interacts with their coworkers. And, and so not conversationally and, and, you know, saying how does that employee speak or discuss things with their coworkers. I mean, when I move to the left, does, you know, the entire line also move left at that same time? What is the sequence that everyone has? So if you go out to manufacturing sites and you see folks that have worked around each other for a long time, they almost get in like this rhythm or this groove. And they're all kind of having the same. See, I reach this way while you're over here. And it's like they can feel what everyone else is doing around them and they adjust what they're doing. And that's great until you have a new employee or you have someone on vacation and you pull someone in from somewhere else or you have a change in that environment. And I find that that's when we have the hiccup and the, the risk for safety. So I'll give you a, a, an example from the safety side and then I'll give an example from the repair and maintenance and reliability side. So the first one is I have, I'm on the fab floor or the harvest floor or anywhere that uses lots of knives, rework, wherever. And I've got employees and I gave them mesh aprons and they've got these aprons and they're doing their thing and they're doing their cuts. And I say, okay, they're safe. I did a PPE evaluation. They have knives. They work around their their stomachs and their midsection. That's where they're doing their job at waist height. And they're safe. But somehow I'm not catching that the range of motion that they're using with their knife, they actually end their cut down by their knees. Not a problem. Until I have a really tall employee or I have to change the vendor of my mesh aprons And I didn't capture because the one style wasn't available anymore. We swapped it with something else. Maybe someone in purchasing did that, whatever. But now I have the second type of mesh apron out on the floors. And I didn't capture that that does not go down to their knees. That only goes just below their waist. And so now every time they perform that cut, they are exposing their legs to that blade. And if someone walks behind them at the wrong moment during that cut, I have the risk of that employee cutting their leg because of where they're ending up with their cut and the mesh apron does not cover that portion of their body for whatever reason. We didn't capture it needed to. We changed vendors. It's short. They they shortened it up on the adjustable neckline or you know whatever. It's it, they're not protected. And so sometimes it's just watching how the body mechanics and the motions of the employees work and how everyone else interacts with them. I've got a right and a left handed person using knives right next to each other. I did not capture that I need to switch those folks or I need to put arm guards on both arms for that employee so that they can't get a buddy cut, things like that. It's having those, those observations and evaluations of how close are they having to work together? And is one person, if they get behind reaching over another employee, you know, what does that look like? From a repair and maintenance side, if when I'm designing, that is my biggest opportunity to try and bring my later repair and maintenance budget down a little bit 
through some of these things that seem to be frequent offenders of broken conduit and busted motors. And, and I have the opportunity to maybe dial back how much time we're spending on that. And the reason why that's so important to me now is because I'm short mechanics everywhere. And so I don't want the mechanics I have to be continually repairing the same thing. I want them to be doing PMs and the preventative side to keep the floors going. Now I don't have the downtime. I don't have the cost of repairing that and still having to do all those other PMs. And so I'm, I'm looking to cut out anything that isn't necessary and repeated fixing of something I'm gonna, that's going to get my attention the first. And so when I'm designing workstations for employees or I'm redesigning a workstation or I'm moving a line, modifying something, I have the opportunity from an engineering standpoint to really evaluate that employee and how are they going to move and interact with that equipment in that workstation. So for instance, I've got a five foot two employee. They do a great job. They're incredible. That's why they're in that specific that specific area. They do it great. But I change the line or I modify the line or I don't capture that the ball valve that they need to lock out is eight foot off the floor. Maybe I'm missing a ladder. Maybe it's broken and it got taken out of service. Maybe someone else is using it. Maybe a different department took it. These things happen. Now I've got the situation where I'm inviting that employee almost and, or you know introducing the risk or that opportunity, that negative opportunity <laughs> to stand on that motor to reach where they need to reach. And is that the right move? No. But when we start bringing in the time factor, that's where I see a lot of this stuff happen. I don't want to walk all the way over there and get it, or it's in the maintenance cage, or it got locked up, or it's somewhere else. And I, I feel I don't have the time. A lot of this is time-driven, height-driven. So... When I design my workstations or I repair things or I can change things, I'm looking at, well, every time they're, they're you know, having to lean forward and they're bumping that conduit and they do it 75 times before lunch, now I've got that opportunity. Well, of course it's damaged and I've got water draining on it and now I have electrical problems. And so can I move that to the backside? Can I reconfigure their workstation to basically eliminate all of the things that could create an environment where they stand on equipment, they stand on a conveyor, they're constantly bumping something and that's why it's it's breaking on a routine basis. Can I move that out of the way? Can I move that extinguisher so that it's not right behind and getting slammed by a forklift periodically? What can I do to change the work environment from a design standpoint to eliminate the repair and maintenance budget? And that's what I want to do. So I want to invite you to kind of use some of the safety tools on the, re the reliability side and the maintenance side to kind of apply those and from a curiosity standpoint, to reconfigure and redesign workstations if you see this happening on a routine basis and you have these frequent offenders of, man, I just can't stop having to send a mechanic over here and, and do this. What is going on? That would be a great opportunity to do one of those evaluations, have a conversation, start with the kind of root cause analysis concept of just curiosity and, and trying to identify what is actually happening out here that hasn't happened before or it never used to be that way. What changed and what is creating this specific set of circumstances that now this is becoming a, a routine thing that I'm having to repair and fix this all the time? Or from a safety side, 
What is the specific circumstances that are coming together to create this risk? And how do I completely eliminate that out? And I'm a huge proponent of using engineering fixes and design changes to try and reduce risk, especially with all the turnover we have. We're, we're losing our more tenured employees, or we've got a lot of new folks that don't have some of that experience to know things that you learn after being on the job for 10 to 15 years, you just inherently know it's a second nature to you. They don't have that. So how can I use engineering and design changes to kind of reduce the risk to the employee and dial back some of that maintenance cost and really keep my teams focused on moving the business forward and having a safe, efficient, and profitable business? So hopefully this helped you today. Hopefully it helps you kind of reframe when you see this stuff happening on a frequent basis, maybe looking at it through a little bit different lens and maybe hopefully that will help get you to what's really going on so that you don't have to keep fixing the broken conduit. If you guys liked this episode, want more content, want a deeper dive where we really dig into some of these issues, the safety subjects or the PSM and reliability maintenance things, I would invite you to look at allensafetycoaching.com where we go into a great detail on all of the things safety and we really figure out how to apply it, how to identify the risk before it happens, how to prevent it from happening, and really just work on how do we keep some of these things from happening on the front end so that we can get ahead of it and ahead of the curve. I hope you guys had a great day. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Safe, Efficient, Profitable, a worker safety podcast. If you're looking for more in-depth discussions or step-by-step solutions on all of the different safety and regulatory topics, please visit us at www.allensafetycoaching.com for web-based virtual coaching and training or at www.allen-safety.com to book our team for on-site services, training sessions, to order merchandise, to learn more about our team and what services we provide in the field, or just simply to request a topic for us to cover on our next podcast. If you found today's podcast helpful and would like to support our podcast further, please help us by subscribing, liking, and sharing this podcast with anyone that could benefit from the information we cover here as that helps us to continue to put out this free content. Thank you so much for your support.